Hello, everyone. This is Steve Huff. I'm the fight choreographer, and we'll be playing Mark Spector, Moon Knight, and Jake Lockley in Moon Knight Origins. And you're listening to the Into the Night podcast. Welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 277. We are live streaming as we do for uh, all the discussions on the Disney Plus TV show. You are with your loonies. I'm going to say uh, Ian, Adama, uh, Joey, the Mega Man, and, uh, and of course, is, is me, Ray, as well. So uh, a big welcome to, to Ian and Joey. How are you guys going? Good man, how about you? Yeah, good, good, good. I, I'm, I'm pumped. Um, we're living, certainly living in a purple patch uh, for Moon Knight stuff. So, um, I, I cannot wait. I mean, of, of course, as well. Actually, Ian, uh, I'd, I'd love to chat with about you as well. I know you've got a Moon Knight project too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll definitely check out that as well. Um, but uh, loonies, we are here for, as mentioned, a panel discussion for episode two summon the suit so uh what you heard before previous episode or so uh, rebecca and i did a reaction to to the episode uh, now would actually like to dive deep with fellow loonies uh, and so have invited uh, ian and joey to to graciously come onto the show as well as look at your feedback the loony feedback as well so um this would be a good one uh before any of that a big thank you to all our sponsors all the patronies thank you so much for for uh for contributing and for helping us on this journey to to cover moon knight a big 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 shout out to he's now the absolute top tier patronia he's, he's picked up the moon knight tier uh so big shout out to odin odin sword thank you so much um odin and uh, with that tier odin will will get um get everything <laughs> basically so um yeah so i hope you enjoy the merch in the months to come odin as well as uh checking out all the back catalog to all our kind of exclusive material uh big thank you also to our other patronias of course drew tombs daniel doing and frank the tank uh, as well as clz comics and dreamland comics from schoenberg illinois so that's with all that me ah that's not far at all for me that's wild hmm. have, have you visited dreamland uh, comics no, so that's in the suburbs. I'm in the city proper, and I don't drive, so okay. that's like foreign territory. <laughs> um, well, interloper it's, land. It's um, it's recently been exposed that it's it's genuinely an online store now. I think some one of the mm-hmm. loonies went there, and uh, it was boarded up, you know, <laughs> chained up, uh, uh, vac- vacated. So, so don't go there, loonies. Uh, just check it out <laughs> online. <laughs> <laughs> Save you the trip. Um, Right. I mean, before we get into it, because I've got you guys here, it's been such a long time between drinks. I want to start with you, Ian. Uh, we saw yeah. you in a previous episode of ITK. Awesome. Uh, with Steve, uh, the actor as well. Yeah. So um, it was it was ages ago. There's plenty between now and then. I've been following your Instagram as well, so I'm not lurking. I'm just just following. <laughs> um, but yeah, but what you've been up to, and uh, and perhaps uh, I don't know more on the 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 fanfic film that you're uh, working on. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Lots, lots has definitely happened since then. Uh, on the plus side, so say in Moon at Origins, the, the fan film we've been working on, we finally finished the main brunt of production. Uh, so a couple pickup shots, we have all of that, and now we're basically pretty much in post finishing it up. Nice. going to be a little longer still, unfortunately, because, you know, our funds are super limited. Um, and you know how it goes with, yeah. you know, indie stuff. But it's going to be done. So, you know, anyone who's been following, who supported the project, they can know Moon Knight Origins is going to be a completed fan film. At some point, awesome. it will be done. Um, but outside of that, uh, <clears throat> actually, um, another cool project to announce. So... I ended up taking, uh, so with my DP friend, who, you know, is the DP for Moon Knight Origins, we took a trip to Ireland, um, in which I went to Iceland afterwards. Uh, so that was part of my my fall. Um, but we actually also filmed a project that's kind of like another origin story, but for the oh. Black Knight character. Oh, and, really? Awesome. Yeah. So we're yeah. kind of seeing if we can't try to tie a tiny bit in between the two origin projects. Um, but aside from that, I mean, pretty much my life, my life has basically, aside from that, mainly been working birthday parties, entertaining kids as characters. <laughs> nice. Yes, I did see Spider-Man over in Europe um, on your Instagram page. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely took my Spidey suit to Ireland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's, is, is there any way, I mean, it might be just still in its genesis, but Ian, is there any way that um, loonies can support, look to support your, your projects? Um, yeah. I mean, I guess at this point, um, probably the two biggest ways, I mean, I, I need to do better updating the, the specific origins, uh, um, social media sites, but following those, the Moon Knight origins, social media sites, um, it's probably the, the biggest way right now and just kind of getting the word out yep. because obviously at this point, we're going to be done with it after the show's finished, but hopefully we can kind of tail end that and kind of getting, you know, more word out, more word out, and even just sharing the trailers that we have on YouTube, just mm -hmm. so eyes are still on it. So people know this is going to be happening. I'd say it's awesome. probably the best way at this point. Okay. Well, absolutely. Um, there will be again uh, notes in the show notes, links in the show notes. Um, so go check it out. I'll I'll uh, add in as many of your social platforms in as well. Um, so yeah, it'll be good. It's it's, it's definitely worth it. Um, and for those that haven't checked it out, uh, I'll put that in the show notes as well. Go check out our chat with uh, with Ian and Steve, uh, which seems like yonks ago. But anyway, yeah, like last <laughs> summer or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was a while ago. It's been almost a year at this point. Oh my God! It's bloody so pandemic, yeah. bloody lockdown. Well, um, yeah, yeah. And I got COVID over Christmas, so that kind of slowed oh, things you and you know lots no. of other yeah. people' life stuff. So, but yeah. we're powering through, and yep. now we're at the Moon Knight TV show. So yeah, know, my mind's change. <laughs> two 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 episodes in. Can't wait to get yeah. into it, Joey. Joey the Mega Man. Uh, it has. If we're talking about it, it's been yonks. It's probably been eons since we've we chatted with you, Luke. Yes. 2019, yes, man. I think that. Well, 2019. No, no. Oh, I God. met you in 2019. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> I think I was last on a, a podcast with you in 2020. Oh my So it was God. like right when COVID was starting. Yes. Yeah, that's it. And um, oh, things just went a bit bonkers as well. And listeners, again, long-time listeners would know Joey. Um, we, you know, we've reviewed stuff to get this. I mean, this is the first time we'll review, of course, a TV 
uh, adaptation. So very excited to hear your thoughts. Uh, Joey, as well, you did that. Um, but again, listeners would probably know you from, um, you went through the whole canon of Moon Knight stuff. You, you released that as well uh, in a podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. I did a couple of series or a couple episodes on Moon Knight. And like one was like a primer. One was yep. just like an analysis episode of the Lemire run. Uh, mm-hmm. And a couple other smatterings of comic book stuff. But usually a focus on uh, video games as you yep. can probably see <laughs> as well i know you've got one uh very avid fan in in the rick ball uh rick and he, he loves his games um oh, so yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah i'm sure <laughs> love me been. some rick too also i don't know if i could talk about this but i've been i've actually like ian uh i've been cast in an official mcu role as wolverine because oh. they're like hey Excellent. your arm hair is perfectly <laughs> fitting to logan and you're a short king so there you go. Like they, you know what? Like it was. They. I didn't even have to go through a casting process. They just hired me on the spot. That that is awesome as well. I can see it as well. Like you know, I can see the little pointy bits coming to your to your hair. They're there. Um, mm-hmm. There's enough. There's enough hair there, Joey. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, oh, hang on. Um, and of course, we are live streaming, so we do have people uh, loonies dropping in their comments here the rick the rick ball a hey, perfect timing i'm on my lunch break yes it is lunchtime here hence i'm i'm allowed to do this also <laughs> loving the jesus here joey uh, so well done <laughs> uh get you get your thoughts in loonies uh oh there's a i'm not sure who that is oh that's uh, your, me Oh, that's <laughs> spoilers! Joey. That's me. Joey, Joey is actually sending in feedback as well as being on the show. This is a first. So. It's it's there. Um, like I said, I have to make everything private because my life in the public eye, it's going to be yes. crazy. So yes, of course, as uh, as Wolfie, as Logan, James Howlett. Well, guys, do you want to get into this uh, Moon and Stars segment? Let's talk about summon the suit. That just jump scared me. I didn't know that was coming. <laughs> I didn't know it was coming either. That was cool as hell, though. I love that. that. Cool a big yeah. shout out to CMK7, Chris, for, for doing all that. Yeah, he's a genius. Um, so, you know, we're trying to trying to look semi-professional. <laughs> so, um, that, that is all professional, mind you. Um, yeah, so, uh, yes, summon the suit, guys. Um, oh, my gosh, where do we want to start? Um, a big hello to... To the Tomes fellas as well, Russell. Hello, how you going? Um, I'm gonna. I'll pick um, Ian. Yeah. Um, what did you make of this episode? Uh, let, let's pick. Let's pick an aspect of it uh, that you want to dive into. What did I make of this episode? All right. Well, I'm gonna try to start with the positive. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so. Something I think I definitely liked that they they decided to finally get to in this episode is I, I don't mind the idea of a psychological kind of thriller approach, but I like that they mm-hmm. kind of finally started to get into some action in mm-hmm. this episode. Because, of course, in the comics especially, there is so much action with Moon Knight. And so it was like, okay, finally we're, we're getting somewhere with that. Um, that's probably my, my biggest positive I have for this episode. Aside from that, my thoughts are very divided. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, no, that's that's uh, awesome. I mean, that's yeah. good. 
Yeah, I mean, we try to canvas all thoughts on there. I mean, yeah. as listeners know, Rebecca and I, we we enjoy the episode. We loved it thoroughly. Um, but yeah, I'd love to hear. Um, yeah, like you know the reasons. I mean, let's. Oh, Joey, mm-hmm. before we, we get into some finer details, Joey, as well, you said uh, you're a bit divided with this uh, episode too. Yeah, I, I don't think it, it was as strong as the pilot, which I think is one of the stronger mm-hmm. outings that the MCU has had in general. Um, and even like, you know, even as like an adaptation, I don't think this episode was as strong. I think on a rewatch, um, it's both, you know, made the good better and made the the bad worse for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's funny you mentioned the action Ian, because I, um, I think the action in this was kind of rough to be honest. Like there's the, you know, they're trying to sell Moon Knight as this like brutal character, right? And um, that's sort of the marketing, and he's like unhinged or whatever. But he's just beating the crap out of a crappy CGI jackal, man. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of, and it's the same CGI jackal, uh, front ended and book ended. So, yeah, that I'm a little I'm a little iffy on the action. I actually think the psychological elements of this episode, or maybe not psychological, but the more thriller like mm-hmm. mystery parts of it were more engaging mm-hmm. to me i think than yep. anything else yep yeah yeah no, it's, it's no. like i'm i'm glad they're getting into action but I, I think i do have to agree with you it's not it's not their best cgi i feel like mm-hmm. i feel like they rushed moon knight because mm-hmm. they literally were like november we're done with production yeah and then it was like wait you're airing it in march which seemed crazy fast i mean as someone you know mm-hmm. like you know i'm living in la you know, so mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I've been on many productions. I've made many of my own movies, and it's like with that that much CGI, that's a really really fast turnaround. Like realistically, yeah. it would be like, oh, this is going to happen in like a year from when we finish production. Yeah, what would have made sense? I, I um, think you see know. that in this show itself. Um, yeah. If you look at this episode, especially compared to the first. Uh, there's a lot of uh, cinematic things that are a little bit less high budget, let's just say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, honestly, for the best in this episode, there's a lot of like, um, I think different cameras were used for different shots. So there's okay. there's one scene when he's, uh, when Steven goes to, oh man, uh, it's like right in the, oh yeah, when he's in the, like the office with the uh-huh. security guard. Mm-hmm. And then there's yeah. a, a scene later when he goes to the uh, compartment. What's the storage compartment? And it's shot with yeah. like a fixed angle um, camera, just stationary camera. And it looks sort of very mundane, a uh, slice of life flying the wall-esque, which I think mm-hmm. is actually really cool because... When you, because this is the kind of grittiness I think that the show needs visually, and mm-hmm. when you see stuff like that, it really sells the turmoil of the character and mm-hmm. the the realness of Stephen Grant being your everyday gift shop guy, right? Yeah. Um. So mm-hmm. compared to the first man, it's like, it's almost like different. I mean, obviously different directors for each episode, but you really see a difference of direction in this episode compared to the pilot. Yeah. yeah yeah um directed by uh 
Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, so different from Muhammad Dayab in, in episode one. So mm-hmm. potentially there's, there's a big difference there. Those guys have uh, much more of a horror background. We saw, again, a little bit of horror. I mean, not full-blown, like, horror that I kind of was expecting before actually seeing any of it, you know, uh, but it depends on how far they can go with Disney Plus and, and Marvel shows. Uh, we might see that with Doctor Strange. Uh, but do you think, say, for instance, just going off the back on of your comments, say, uh, Ian and Joey, um, we've had comments made of, say, those lost time blackouts in episode one where you don't see mm-hmm. the action. Over here we see, um, for a part, invisible jackals is that something because of the budget you think it's something is that a shortcut was that glaringly yeah yeah but i think it's fun i think that Mm -hmm. aspect of it is fun and you know it's a disney plus show it's going to have that kind of stuff i mean i had a we all have to check our our expectations when we're going into this because at the Mm -hmm. end of the day it is an adaptation for the giant mouse company right (laughs) and uh yeah i mean the, the the action i think could have paid off a lot better because to me i absolutely adored how there were blackout sequences and then stuff happened and i mean granted that was probably also a budget like you said too but the fact that you don't see it gives it such power and so when you finally do see the whooping it hits so much harder and to have that fizzle out with like the cgi jackal is such a bummer to me Mm. yeah yeah i mean i feel like you know the the a value of that episode one, just going back to episode one briefly about those lost time blackout things. It, it actually generates this, um, for want of a better word, this legend of Mark Spector. Cause you, you just hear about, or you just see right. what he does, but you don't, you see the result of what he does, but you don't see it. So he's, it's kind of like the, you know, the unseen, uh, protagonist, uh, or, 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 you know, like aliens where you don't see them, but you just see the damage that they do and they become kind of a force in that way. Um, I, I enjoyed the invisible, um, you know, the fight that was mm-hmm. humorous, uh, but what did you think about that, Ian? Yeah. I, I mean, I think the other thing I like about the, the idea of it kind of like, at least at this point, you know, from, from where we're at, you know, being like, oh, are those, are those things actually there? Is it uh, yeah, yeah, really yeah, yeah. kind of gives this idea of when it starts to seem supernatural? It's like, oh, but is it really supernatural? Which I kind of like because I always like the idea in the comics personally, where it never seemed more supernatural. It always seemed more. It was like, oh, there's certain things that like are just in his head. You know, mm-hmm. even as, you know in the comics with this idea of he was like, oh, I have more power from the moon because of Conchu, but it's like realistically, like that could easily just be like you know warlike adrenaline. Um, so kind of this idea of like these supernatural elements kind of being in his head, I kind of like, um, versus them just being straight up like, oh, these are definitely 100% yep. all like completely supernaturally real. Um, mm-hmm. and I kind of, kind of like that. So kind of having that idea of like having that mystery of, oh, but what's really going on yep. then also kind of pulls it. So it doesn't just become like a weird supernatural show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and we get that with um, with two things. I think the first is we see the two women looking at Mr. Knight just flailing around in, in, mm-hmm. in the street. Uh, they don't see the jackal, and we see Layla. She she doesn't clearly doesn't see the jackal as well. Uh, so yeah, there's that ambiguity, which I think um, yeah, which it's a good point, Ian. I, I, it does kind of emphasize the fact that we don't know. It's something that Mark is just seeing, uh, you know. But then again, at the same time as well, Layla. Um, 
throws a bottle at it and it, it is literally there because it, it mm-hmm. outlines with the with the liquid and um so and it and it um throws layla around so there is certainly something there um yeah. but yeah there is a little bit of an ambiguity um which yeah. i agree which i think also kind of keeps the one thing consistent that it seems they're definitely going for and that it's it's obvious they're going for that psychological thriller thriller feel yeah it's obvious that's the direction they've kind of been like this is what we're pushing but mm-hmm. then also pushing a little bit of that marvel humor though i'm not sure how i'm feeling about that yet because oh yeah, yeah. right now for me that that humor is just feeling too spider-man okay like, I mean, i'm not against humor with moon knight it just for, for to me it just doesn't feel like moon knight humor right yeah. I, I i hear that a lot honestly um and i it, sometimes i think it's really good like i maybe i'm biased because i love the character obviously obviously uh but um <laughs> You know, I think it's one of the funnier entries when it when it hits, and I think there's something like weirdly goofy early two thousands humor about like the 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 accent that Oscar Isaac puts on. There's like mm-hmm. it's this this weird like con- quantum irony poisoning I have with the humor in the show. I don't know how to describe it, but I think like the quips are good. I I, I just wish it was more like dark humor. You know, I don't mean that in like a oh, let's make it edgy just to be edgy kind of way, mm. but I wish that there was like there's humor even in the Houston run, which is the most mm-hmm. grim dark yeah. of all the runs, I think. And I think that they could have maybe incorporated that a little bit better, but also I think the surrealness of having Moon Knight on a show this big with an audience this big, I I get it. I just mm-hmm. I get it right like it's yeah it's i don't think it ever becomes distracting though but, but ray did you, did you ever feel like you were being taken out no, of the character with it no uh no not at all um well a, a little yeah well actually having said that <laughs> a little bit um the stephen grant stuff um and we've we've covered this i guess with the introduction in episode one which was a, a little bit of a heel turn for um some comic book fans of course mm. uh the Stephen grant humor i love uh because that kind of humor is really up my alley uh that sort of um not trying to be funny but i am funny kind of thing which is i think is oscar isaac described it mm-hmm. um, the, the mm. mr knight thing and we might just get into now like the mr knight thing one of the pointy ends that rebecca and i uh to, you know highlighted uh his humor uh, i was just trying to find the comments there someone commented one of the loonies commented that you know this seems like straight out of deadpool uh mr knight yeah. is not like this in the comics I, I found that a little jarring um also because you know when we first watched it we weren't um kind of given a soft intro to it like by the way that the trailers gave us a soft intro into stephen grant you can't and the suit mm-hmm. you, all those differences you can kind of get used to slowly when i first saw episode two I was like oh mr knight oh okay he's acting a bit weird um but yeah is this the sort of stuff that you're alluding to in with the spider-man kind of humor because i could see that yeah i think it was much more there because the 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 direction they went with stephen grant which i i mean i i completely see why they did that uh it makes a lot more sense because it's very consistent with the direction they went with him just this being this very awkward you know, kind of geeky ass character, which I very much understand because that's very often how I've been in my life. Um, 
And it's very, it can very often just end up being, you know, you just do something naturally and it's just weirdly comedic for no mm-hmm. intentional reasons. It's like I've experienced yeah. that personally with myself, with people yeah. in my own life. So it's like, I completely understand that. Yeah. Um, but it did take me a little bit of adjusting to kind of get used to Stephen Grant just because it was like, mm-hmm. this, this isn't quite the direction, but especially definitely when Mr. Knight came in, it was like, this is not Mr. Knight. Like it was, mm. the humor just felt way off because yeah. it didn't feel like his character would be humorous. And it just mm-hmm. kind of was like, oh, this is Mr. Knight, but oh, it's actually Stephen Grant, not Mr. Knight. I, I mean, I see why they tried to play it off for laughs. There needed to be some kind of like very mainstream uh, levity in there, right? I, mm-hmm. I, as a, you know, as fans of the comics, it's very easy for us to be like, oh, that's not how Mr. Nine is. And I, mm-hmm. I agree. It's a little disjointed for sure. Mm-hmm. But my thing too, is like, remember that, um, you know, Moon Knight is an already, already an established character in the show. Mr. Knight is not, this is Mr. Yeah. Knight's Ooh. hero's journey. He's picking up that Excalibur or batons and mm-hmm. he's going to, you, you, I, I feel like there'll be development with Mr. Knight as time goes on. Uh, And I, like Ray, I have seen the next two episodes. So like, it's hard to not talk about this without teasing. I haven't, so I'm like, you know, I'm blind (laughs) going forward and I'm like, okay. And I mean, the plus is like, you've seen the next two, but it's kind of also like, well, then what are we going to get into when we get to the final two? Because that's Mm. everybody. And Disney so far on their shows has kind of had a weird track record where most of the shows, most fans, even you know, if they're just general Marvel fans, it's kind of been like a show's either started weak and ended strong for them or the reverse. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm kind of curious, like even for myself to see is like, all right, is this kind of like a weak start for me and I'm going to love like the end of it? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or, you know, yeah. am I still going to be dis- divided till the end? I'm kind of, kind of curious to see. And since it's a very short series, you know, it's only four more episodes, mm-hmm. you know, it'll be kind of... Kind of You'll be very surprised when the Ninja Turtles show up. It's really messed up, dude. I don't understand why they did that. It's the, I mean, that's how you're going to tie the universes together. But yeah, exactly. it's, it's a bit of a hat on the pull something out of the hat. Yeah. Oh, oh, there's a, a really good comment here, and it's saying, yep. "Is it safe to say that Steven yep. in the suit is not Mister Knight?" That's I don't think point. it is. Yeah. Even though, uh, that's I a mean, good it, point. What is, yeah. Yeah, it's like it to me. That's sort of like um, I I don't want to go so far as to say Mister Knight is an alter because I definitely don't think it is. It just costumed, mm-hmm. uh, S- uh, Stephen, and I think that mm-hmm. that alone is, is sort of myopic, right? Because I always felt like the 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 costume or the the costumed personas were their own unique personas, and I don't really think mm-hmm. or yeah. alter. Sorry, I don't really think it. that this show does a very good job of making that distinction clear and it kind of i think it trips well, over itself a little yeah, bit yeah well i don't think they're yeah i don't think they're aiming for that which is which is a big difference it is mm-hmm. as you're saying yeah. like as uh in i left some feedback uh for another podcast about it and yeah in the comics they are seen as their separate kind of identities whereas now it seems that they're they are associated with the other identities i, I like that that comment that just because steven is in the suit doesn't necessarily mean that that is the Mr. Knight because we do see Mark in the Mr. Knight suit as well in the reflection. So, right. um, but I, I have a feeling though, that they, they are associating them with the identities. We'll have to see, um, you know, uh, 
I, I posited the theory that potentially uh, Stephen will give us a more of a maybe a sleuth, Mister Knight, which he is kind of in the comics, not mm. not as hard-boiled, hard yeah, hard-boiled guy, yeah, but mm. not not as much a, a kick-ass guy in that issue five of uh, of the Ellis run, but mm. maybe more of that detective because he's got the knowledge. It's established that he's more well versed in the Egyptology. Than, than Mark um, when he talks to Layla. So maybe that might be the, the route they're going for. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so Mr. Knight is is largely, that was a bit of a, a, a hard pill to swallow, I guess, for a, a yeah. lot of people as well. Um, how yeah, about no, the, sorry? I was going to say, now I will say, I do like the design of the Mr. Knight suit. Mm, oh, yeah. That, that one I did like. I'm uh, yeah. I'm still not a huge fan, though. The others. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, fair I, enough. I, I, I have, I have personally, I have personally nicknamed it Mummy Night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they've <laughs> definitely taken. Yeah, Alex Ross's. Uh, I think there's a direct. He's he's been thanked in the credits as well. And Rebecca and I, I mean, reckon it is from that Earth X, um, where where it is a mummy mm. Moon Knight, and that's I think where they're taking the direct influence from jeremy slater has mm. said as well like we wanted a point of difference for for moon knight and and he loved that alex ross interpretation so that's the kind of way mm. they went um yeah but like, yeah. i think i wouldn't mind it as much if it actually looked much more like mm. that that comic look where it actually just yep. looked like bandages bandages but this was like uh yeah bandages but now let's actually try to give him a suit over the bandages and that's what and it's the cgi in it I, I i actually really like the design of it i just don't like how the cgi integrates with everything else to be honest mm. uh the, and th man i keep coming back to cgi don't i uh, <laughs> well, well i mean i'm sure it was rushed cgi honestly i mm. know that i know people who work who work visual effects and visual effects is extremely time consuming yeah absolutely. so if and you if you rush it and go oh like six months later we're going to release this thing then you know yeah your cgi is not going to be as good as it could be and, yeah. and I, th I also think we're completely misunderstanding something this episode is called summon the soup because there's that whole scene with him eating soup with yeah. Arthur, or with uh, Arthur, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, by the way, I hate how Stephen eats soup. Like the way he holds, he, he's like he's eating it in prison. You know, yeah. like he's yeah. protecting yeah. his soup from everybody else. Like, I, yeah, um, he's certainly an awkward, awkward fellow. So what I'd, I'd liked mm -hmm. was the the brief glimpses of Mark that we seen in that that CCT footage. Oscar does a really great job, uh, and also in the reflections, as in discerning the two different identities i mean he's he looks like a completely different character when he's was in, he's as mark um so yeah um but we go into also mark's origins as well so one of the things i flagged mm -hmm. as one of the highlights for me was this fist pumping yeah they're going for, for the, straight from the comics when we get uh the two detectives fitzgerald and kennedy talking about mark's past uh, and how he's involved in this dig site execution of archaeologists. I was just like, "Yep, that's that's yep. perfect." But what, no, what do you guys think of? Yeah, this introduction. We've get we're getting more and more on Mark Spectre. What, how do you how are you seeing how are you seeing that kind of unfold? Yeah, I mean, I, I I am happy that it's obvious that they're you know at least taking some very definite stuff from the Mark origin, and not just completely changing that, which is which is awesome. Um, Especially, you know, as I'm working on an origin fan film. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. It was like, okay, well, that's something that, you know, can at least, you know, connect. Um, 
but it's also kind of fun to kind of see like you know especially to see if they they go more into it down the road it'd be kind mm -hmm. of cool to see okay well how did they go about it with all their money whereas you know how did i was able to go about it with my no money and kind mm -hmm. of you know, for, for me, that's just kind of like a, a thing in my mind since I'm, you know, working on this this fan film that we were trying to get out before the show came out. But, you know, at least we at least finished it before the show came out, uh, at least production. Um, but kind of seeing that, like, okay, they're going to have the Mark origin story. And at least we know, like, at least one character is going to be how they were in the comics mm -hmm. um, is something that I'm like, okay, that's good. You know, because that kind of at least shows they weren't just ignoring the comics. Mm. Yeah, uh, Oscar Isaac's tone, just Oscar Isaac, like the Oscar, like inside Llewellyn Davis, uh, the, the Oscar Isaac that everybody knows, right, is yeah. perfect for Mark Spector. Like when he's, there's that scene when he's in the, toward the end of the episode when he's like talking to himself in the mirror, um, mm. or talking to this, his altar in the mirror, uh, which is very evocative of, the Houston Finch run, by the way, I was looking at this, reason, like the framing of, of it and like the colors, oh, very up. Finch. Um, but when that whole scene is like, bro, that's the, that's the Mark Spector that I wanted from the day I read a Moon Knight comic. Right. And yeah. it's just such a yeah. perfect thing. And I, I hope that this, it continues that, that level of like positivity because you know, you, the way that they left it in this episode, it could go either way. It could either be like, oh, he's just messed up and he's laying, he's drinking around, you know, like it could mm. just be very generic or it could be very mm -hmm. engaging, which I think Oscar Isaac is doing a wonderful mm -hmm. job so far in this yeah. role. Yeah. Um, even as Stephen Grant, honestly, like there's something very compelling about his performance as that. And I'm just want to see Jake, man. So well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, us comic book fans know about the that identity. Uh, MCU fans or new fans to Moon Knight may, may not know that as well. Uh, but yeah, Mark is. Uh, I love seeing his his bunker, um, which was that storage facility. Mm. It's very military, very murk. Um, and yeah, as you said, Joey, that that conversation he has with Stephen. You know, oh, um, he's been doing. He seems weary. Like I've been doing this for a long time, being the avatar of Conchu. Um, just breathe through it. You know, he he knows how it feels to be stuck, like you know, with right. the other the, the altars as well. Uh, he's just yeah, he's got that kind of tough guy attitude, and and it feels by the end of this episode. I'm not sure if you feel the same as well, Ian and Joey. That it's, we're transitioning to now more of a mark. The Mark um, episode, the Mark episodes as well. So people that don't like Stephen, uh, you know, there's there's a, a light at the end of the, the tunnel uh, there. Uh, but yeah, Ian, what, and what were your thoughts on on the depiction of Mark? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think also I think he was saying Oscar Isaac. I think he does fall more naturally as an actor into the Mark character mm -hmm. than he does with the Stephen. Like, so something as as myself as a actor who naturally falls into a lot of more awkward type roles i mean it's like i get i get auditions for like homeless guys junkies nerdy geeks you know in front of computers mm -hmm. you know this is stuff i get you know get auditions for you know people just notice that i just kind of naturally have this like gate where i just naturally fall into natural things you can kind of tell sometimes with like actors like oscar isaac who much more easily fall into those like confident kind of roles that they kind mm -hmm. of are working a lot harder when it comes to that 
you know, awkward side. So I definitely think is like seeing Mark is like, oh no, that that's where Oscar Isaac is shining. Because mm -hmm. that's where, you know, as an actor, like he falls more naturally into those kind of roles, you know, when it comes to obviously his personality, you know, it just seems he has that kind of more that confidence probably even in real life. Um, mm -hmm. Because as actors, you know, it's like you bring real life into what you do. Mm -hmm. um, but I did like kind of finally seeing like this like confident character of like, all right, like this is the kind of thing I want to start seeing in Moon Knight. Like I want to see that badass, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. come out. Like I want to see that guy who's really gonna, you know, you know, really, you know, do some crazy stuff because, yep. you know, even in the comics, you know, things get pretty intense, you know, yeah, a, lot, absolutely. a lot of times. And of course, you know, obviously since it's, you know, Disney, they can't, you know, go to the extremes like they could have, you know, it would have been like one of the earlier Netflix shows. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. they, you know, can border the line. Yes. You know, so it's yeah, like, well, okay, Mark, at least he's like, he's very grounded and very stoic. And I'm like, okay, kind of, now I'm here. It's kind yeah, of but, with Mark. I mean, don't forget as well that, uh, and again, listeners may or may not have watched it as well but in the lead up to the tv show we did see oscar isaac training uh for fight scenes as well and and they look badass i mean they, were, they definitely looked mark specter they don't, definitely don't look like stephen grant stuff yeah. um so yeah there, there is a it, it seems to be there, there's more of a physicality coming uh with mark and and i think also as well it's a testament to, to oscar isaac uh with his stephen grant i mean if we're saying that oscar isaac's more more um comfortable in a role of say mark i mean he's been smashing it out of the park as steven because uh, he does i think carry that sort of character off really well um is just uh and you know even when he has like these squeals when he's running away from conchu as we saw in the storage bunker to his dorky running uh that sort of stuff to him not wanting mark to have the body at all uh this desperation mm -hmm. from this guy and this and as well when push comes to shove when he's with layla in that warehouse and she's pleading him to, to summon the suit and or to at least give control to Mark. And he just he just can't or he won't. There's that really innate vulnerability um, for, for Stephen Grant. Uh, we've got a few things here as well. I just wanted to say um, this Facebook users wondered if Mark has been at this for three to five years or so. Um, I did see something online saying apparently, I don't know how right this is, but they, they're saying this comic book series is set in 2025. So... Uh, it's actually in, yeah after hawkeye but it's in the it's in the future basically mm. so uh, they backtracked it and they said that mark or uh, moon knight wasn't actually taken away with the blip um he was actually there um he was one of the half of the surviving you know population uh, and he has been doing it so for about five years so that's someone's tracked that and they they reckon so he's been doing it for quite a while as moon knight apparently um but that's all i guess speculation we don't know um but yeah, Joey. So did you did you have something? Um, uh, yeah, I was gonna. That? You you guys actually addressed it already. Uh, the comments uh, about the Mark trying to basically have like a, I don't know how to how else to, else to describe it other than like personality suicide or whatever. Which does which that mm. DID doesn't work like that. That's a very sensationalist yeah. view of yeah what it is. Um, and I'm really glad that Lena 
answered that. So it's like you yeah. guys answer the question and then Lena answered the yeah. question. Well done. Thank you so much, Lena, as well. Yeah, and here it is as well. It's not really possible, at least in real life DRD, to erase or kill an altar while the physical body is still alive. However, it is possible for altars to go dormant or go into a coma-like state and not come out into the external world for years or even decades at a time. Uh, there have been some altars in our own system, uh, Lena's talking about, uh, who have done that either because they felt like they were no longer needed or out of guilt for their own actions. So thanks for that insight, Lena. Yeah, very, um, very interesting to hear. Uh, very curious yeah, to know. And, and you, Ian, you mentioned the confidence of Mark Spector. I feel like that plays a lot into it. Like a, Mark Spector is self-destructive, but in a very indulgent way, it seems. Like that's why he has his discipline. That's why mm, yeah, I think yeah. another reason why you see Stephen Grant and how he behaves is seems like a reaction to some of the things that Mark does. There, There's um, a point toward the end of the episode, too, where Stephen blames Mark for the responsibilities he can't keep up. Like, oh, you're ruining my life. I mm -hmm. can barely keep a fish alive, uh, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. I can't go out on a date, yeah. Right, I can't even go out on a date without you. And Mark, is Mark also, you know, using Stephen as an excuse? Is that a big part of the system here mm -hmm. to always try to uh, make, or to, to try to have a nut, one of the altars sort of make up for the shortcomings of the other, but it ends up being like an Ouroboros situation? Right, mm -hmm. with these two characters, with Mark and and Stephen. I don't know if that's going to be true of uh, if if there are any other alters in the system, but from what we've seen, that's the dynamic that we have. Oh yeah. Oh, mm. also as as well, I think it was mentioned. Um, Mark says to Stephen, uh, "You know, we're the avatar of Conchu Avatar of Vengeance. Um, our agreement is contingent on on Stephen staying out of it." And now we see Stephen very much, for some reason, the walls have come down and he's actually um, mucking up, I guess, their, their, their perfect agreement. So, um, yeah, that, that's an interesting point, Joey. Uh, and it definitely works both ways for them, uh, for sure, as well. Um, I'll just pop into what I want to do because, I mean, thank you so much for the feedback and discussion, everyone on the social media as well. I mean, we got a vast array of thoughts. Uh, I just wanted to give uh, some thoughts here from one of the longtime listeners as well. Like uh, he's, he's written in uh, Corey Hardiman. Uh, so he, he wrote in for episode one as, as well. He's not enjoying it as much as say some other people watching the series. So again, I wanted to just kind of uh, give an all round flavor um, for the series as well as this episode so Corey says i was hoping the second episode will hook me more than the first one did but it was more of the same except for two minutes near the end that was mark specter mm. moon knight in, in every about, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, i may not be a fan of the series so far but that was my favorite two minutes in television mm. history um <laughs> So, I mean, those, those are big words. I mean, to be able to capture that essence of Mark Spector um, mm. in in that is great. I, I find, I mean, Joey, you've had a, a, an awesome kind of pickup with a Houston Finch um, influence in particular scenes. I, I love it. I'm getting vibes of Fista Conchu, Mench's yeah. run. Yeah. yeah, man. It's like, I have to say, even if they don't follow some of the storylines or the characters, this show is definitely a composite of everything. That mm, has been cut. I mean, you even saw some stuff with the Bemis run. There's uh, visually, there's a lot of there's a lot of Lemire stuff, which I'm gonna spoil. I'm gonna spoil it for myself. I I'm a huge Lemire run fan. That's what mm -hmm. I'm. That's that that's, that's nothing to do with the show. That's that's my personal <laughs> yeah. spoiler. Um, yeah. The Joey spoiler. 
Uh, so like <laughs> I'm any kind of Lemire stuff, I just eat it right up. And I was telling mm-hmm. uh, you guys this before the show, but one thing I just noticed on a rewatch is I just rewatched it before this. Um, the police detectives, mm-hmm. Bobby yes. and Billy, from yes. the Lemire run, the orderlies. You well, we only we only hear one referred to as Billy, but um, oh, that's but true. Yeah, yeah. Aesthetically, <laughs> though, they they definitely look like. Apart from, I think I mentioned it with Rebecca. Apart from the gender of Bobby, um, they were very similar to the Lemire um, thugs or cronies or whatever you 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 see yeah. them in the Lemire run pop pop in and out in different guises. But there is a guy. Um, uh, Bobby's um, got the big afro, um, and Billy's like the redhead, um, and so they definitely looked like that. Um, but but yeah, but once she mentioned Billy, I, You're I thought, like, oh, okay, that's <laughs> got to be them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So it's uh, so a great little little nods to to the series as well. A little shout out to Chris as well. Uh, thank you so much for for listening to the podcast. Uh, good to good to have you here as well. So um yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, I, I don't know, uh, Ian. Um, did you get the vibe reference wise? Are, are you picking that up or, or is it too distant? Like with the way that Mr. Knight is shown, the way that Steven's mm. been depicted, the costume, are you finding there too much of a divide? Um, I mean, I, th- I think it's, it, it almost kind of feels like little things they're doing are kind of like they're, they're pulling here and there, but then it's like, on the big scale picture yeah. is kind of that's where they're changing everything else but then yeah. they're trying then it feels like they're kind of trying to throw little things in they're like oh but no we've got to please some please some fans so let's mm. try to do this and let's try to do that um I, th- I think but i think sometimes it kind of feels there's a divide sometimes it feels like okay this makes sense it's kind of a back and forth uh like for me it's like sometimes at moments i enjoy it for the most part i'm kind of like and eh. I kind of feel like it's a show they've kind of gone in a direction of they're like they're trying to pull little things to still try to keep the fans engaged who are already fans of Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. But a show that as a whole, at least at the beginning so far of what's been seen, I feel like non-fans who know nothing about Moon Knight at the moment are going to enjoy it the most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. they've kind of gone in a, a direction that feels so different than the way most of the comics have been mm-hmm. um but i feel like it's a little it's a little things you know yeah. kind of like when like like easter eggs basically mm-hmm. it's like they're mm-hmm. planting easter eggs everywhere to be like okay we got to keep the fans engaged so let's put the easter right. eggs in. yeah and yeah. it's like moon knight honestly it's such an easy character to incorporate stuff in there's so mm-hmm. much there that's very easy to pull from like the crawly thing yeah. Um, and we haven't seen anything with Gina or the kids yet, mm-hmm. if there is anything. And so it's like, but you know that those are mainstays in the comics are very easy to pull from, very easy things to understand. Yeah. So I think in a lot of ways, adapting this character, although it might be sort of logistically difficult at times, is free. You have all this stuff, just take it and use it, you know? And mm-hmm. I, I think that's one of the, the one of the big reasons why this show... It tells a story that does is also representative of what Disney is going through uh, production wise. You know, they're, they're mm-hmm. trying to not tie actors into contracts. They're trying not to make long uh, drawn out things. So they're trying to tell these stories that are self contained. And in that I think reflects a lot of more original concepts for better or worse. 
right? Because if yeah. if they just straight up adapted, um, let's say the uh, the stained glass scarlet arc, right? Mm-hmm. If they just adapted that, then now they have nothing to pull from from it anymore. So they always want to leave a ton of openness and like, yeah, you see that a lot so much with this show. I think you're going to see it yeah. with She-Hulk and Miss Marvel too, honestly. Yeah. I think that's a, a great point as well. It seems as well that the MCU have made this decision where we're going to change it up. I mean, it was vastly successful through phases, what phase one, two, and three of having this mm-hmm. interconnect, this connecting tissue with everything and, and having actors, you know, locked in for long uh, with the golden handcuffs, as, as Oscar Isaac says. Now they've made a point of, well, at least for Moon Knight, and, and I, I think you're right, Joe, I think later on for Miss Marvel and uh, and She-Hulk, we will see a loosening up of that. And since they have a new playground where, where they're able to jump between movies and TV shows, um, that is the thing that we'll see. That's the big thing. And that's what everyone kind of wanted with the Netflix shows but weren't able to do it because of, you know, legal things um but now we have this thing where moon knight and kevin feige has said moon knight she hulk and miss marvel they will start out on tv but they will transition into the movies which is which is a nice a nice little difference point of difference so um yeah we'll we'll just we'll have to go see how that is going to um to pan out and someone did say i wonder if they're going to do midnight suns oh it's coming man absolutely yeah. i'm hoping people so. love oscar isaac they they're gonna love this character i even if the show's reception is mid, the character's cool, it sells. It'll sell. Yeah. I guarantee yeah. it. It's kind of. Uh, yeah, I, I think the show's, I mean, doing well, I think, at the moment. Um, you know, another point as well, saying how different it is with the comics, I just wanted to reiterate one of Rebecca's points in that uh, people that will come from the movie, the TV show to the comics will be just as disorientated, I think, as well, like reading the the Jed McKay run going, oh, this is not like Moon Knight yeah, from the TV the- show. Yeah. Yes. So, so for, I don't mean to get too off the weeds, but what I always tell people is read the first issue of the Houston run, then decide what you want to do from there. That's always my my plan. If you like the grim, dark stuff, continue with that run. If you like the concept of the character and you like more 80s stuff, go start from the beginning, which is one of the best mm-hmm. ones too. If you like yep. the psychological mm-hmm. element, do Lemire. So I feel like this show being a composite is a really good jumping off point for things that they like. If somebody mm-hmm. says, oh, I really like the Amut stuff, because the Amut stuff is like, oh, it's cool, it's got Egyptian lore, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. like, then they, then they, you could pick a run off that. Or if like, I really like yep. the psychological elements, then maybe go from Lemire. So it's like, they have this free cash cow to sell comics, to, 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 to do, to sell subs, you know, like they're going to bring yeah. this character into more if they can. And it de- I could be wrong, but it genuinely seems like Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke and all the main cast members seem to like being on the show. They seem to be happy mm-hmm. with it. Uh, yeah. Well, Oscar mentioned, you know, apart from the grueling hours that he had to put into it and he's, wor- he's never worked any harder, in, you know, for any other things, he's absolutely enjoyed every minute of it. So that's that's a great, again, testament to... Um, him really liking the character. I mean, sure, he's he's one of the producers that might have a right. That's <laughs> something a big to do part with it. it. <laughs> yeah, post night yeah. clarity is what he's got. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's. I, I feel like this that that model sells itself. Make this an easy thing for actors to work in. They're going to want to come back. They're going to yeah. want to do more. Uh, also, just mm-hmm. compare this 
reception and engagement with the character compared to something like Oscar Isaac Apocalypse, which we don't mention in this oh house. <laughs> exactly. God, I can't believe they're the same per- person. You know what I mean? No. Um, <laughs> yeah. But oh, also the the Muhammad Diab, he, you know, is a huge proponent of this IP. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. and it's. It, it, I don't know if you guys have. Uh, I'm sure you have. I think someone posted in the in the chat. But um, seeing like. Egyptian creatives sort of use Moon Knight as like a uh, almost like a like a community, right? To to showcase their talents and stuff is mm-hmm. awesome, and I think yes. that that gives a lot of representation and and a, pl- a platform for more, especially people uh, Egyptian Americans to be able to show their work in a show. And I think that that platform will also lead to more things. So. Yes. Oh no, yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's fantastic that they've done that as well. Um, Muhammad Diab as well talking about getting a more accurate depiction of Egypt. Um, you know that that's yeah, it's really good. Um, and of course, as you're saying, the beauty and and we we say it over and over again on this show as well. The beauty of Moon Knight and even you just look at the comic books, uh, it's all so disparate. Like they're all how writers take Moon Knight and they always inject a little bit of something else in there. Um, the TV show is no different in that they've gone a particular route. They've gone for the Egypt um, supernatural bent, which is which is great, as well as the psychological. I mean, they've got components, a bit of everything. But um, it's, yeah, I, I think I just love the versatility of the character. Um, so I think, I think, I think... <laughs> fans may be a little bit more forgiving because if they've ever read the comic books, they would know that he's this particular way, one volume, next volume, he's totally different. I mean, it, 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 it surprises me that, you know, a lot of people going, Oh, we need to see Moon Knight rip the face off someone, blah, 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 blah. The, the Houston run. Look, that is just, the Houston run was like 13 issues out of 350 odd issues. Yeah. And even Knight. then, like the, the latter half of it was kind of messy because yeah. it was so different. It was yeah. trying to tie into more uh, Marvel Universe stuff than I think a lot of people talk about. Everyone was yeah. like, yeah, everyone's always like, oh, the Houston run's so dark and it's like a yeah. super psycho. Like it's like maybe the first five issues. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> After that, it's different. Yeah. I mean, but they're absolutely right in the sense that, I mean, you alluded to it as well, Joey, that, that first issue at the bottom uh, did herald in a, a new modern era for Moon Knight. So that's, I guess, why people you know, more, more modern fans will remember him as like this, just jumping on point from the Houston run, but it's certainly very different from all over the, all over the shop. So, um, yeah. So we got Helena, I'm assuming. Such a says, good point about that. That's yeah. So true. Pers- I personally didn't like the Houston run from a mental health depiction standpoint, because it equated over the top violence with mental illness way too much. Um, yeah, which is a fantastic point as well. Um, uh, I don't. One of you guys want to? Uh, I don't know if you've, you've got it open. So you, you guys want to take one of the loony feedbacks um, for so, mm. something that you found interesting, um, Ian or Joey? Uh, mm-hmm. I'm just picking up this thing. For, I just scrolled and I saw Rebecca's yeah, comment sure, about sure. Um, the Mark wearing a Star of David necklace yeah. in the final scene. Yep. So we do get um, the the nod to Mark's Judaism as well, which is fantastic. I mean, we've been always, uh, I guess, cognizant of, of that and whether they would inject that. There was a lot of talk beforehand about Mark being cast, um, you know, a Jewish actor, um, you know, will they, will they 
focus on that. I mean, there's so much in Moon Knight to, to focus on, you know, it's hard to kind of keep it all in. Uh, but his parents have been cast. We know that. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, Ian, did you did you pick up on that? Are, are you uh, aware of perhaps just that being the nod so far of his Judaism? And would you like to see more? Um, I, I haven't picked up on all the things just because sometimes when I'm watching it, if I'm just if I'm just not like invested enough at the moment, I'm not like trying to pick out like if I was to rewatch an episode, I might be like, mm -hmm. oh, that little thing, that little thing. But usually when I watch something for the first time, yeah, I'm not unless it's something that's like a bit more like really obvious. Like, here's the thing. Um, yeah, for sure. I might not pick up on the Easter egg, and so I probably missed half of them, honestly. Um, uh, the beauty of the. Yeah. I've got a couple. I could list some. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one is he survived the blip in the passport. You can see that the passport. Yes. Yep. Uh, mm. I I mentioned. Well, you see Crawley again, right? We saw yep. Crawley. Yep. Oh, oh, this is a big one. Uh, because I just read Fist of Con, reread Fist of Conchu. Best run ever, bro. Check it out. <laughs> um, but. It is a good run. Yeah. Second issue, he's in the Yucatan. Ethan Hawke drops the Yucatan. Ah, awesome. Nice yeah. little pickup. Yes. Um, wow. Uh, another thing, this is funny. One of the funniest things in the entire episode that destroyed me was Stephen just like fascinated with this goat. And he's like yeah. staring at the goat. Yeah. And then yeah. Ethan Hawke's like, oh, goat, yes. And I'm wondering if that's like a, a joke on like greatest of all time, you know, that goat. So <laughs> I don't know. It seemed yeah. it was too it was too like obvious to not be yeah. uh, something. Oh, oh, also, and then another Easter egg too. They they say his mom is still alive, or at least imply that his mom is still alive. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Layla mentions it. She says, "Oh, you're on speaking terms with her." So she's obviously alive. Uh, yeah. Joey, I can't believe the goat. I mean, don't we? I thought we all thought that was Mephisto, right? <laughs> I, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but, uh, Marvel fans have been grasping at Mephisto since 2008. So <laughs> yes. we're one day we'll grab it. Like if we grab yeah. enough, you know, yeah. fruit there should fall. be a t-shirt for that. You know, <laughs> grabbing <laughs> Mephisto since 2008. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. No, the the Star of David. Yeah, for sure. Um, and thanks. Yeah, Rebecca pointed that out as well. So uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think uh, it is interesting that they didn't really explore, as far as I remember, a ton of his Jewish roots until the much later comics. That's true. Well, we don't, let me just think. Well, I mean, well, well Fisticonchi, absolutely, uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember out of the 38 issues, Joey, in, in the Mensch run. Uh, no, there's like there's like a thing like oh I was born in Chicago I was born in Chicago with a rabbi father I think that's okay. yeah pretty much as as far as it goes yeah, yeah. But like yeah. the past few runs though they've heavily yeah. leaned into it like mm. and like really heavily explored it and yeah that's yeah. when it was like cool. really really obvious like oh yeah no he's Jewish he's definitely Jewish yeah. see <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> no, no, no. interesting because like usually. Most runs we don't get much past his um like his you know history uh, beyond Mark Spector in that desert dig. Usually we mm. don't get anything about his childhood. And so it's kind of fascinating that they in the past few runs really kind of really yeah. push that and that they're obviously hinting at that in the show. Yeah. Well oh, it's, a, it's a nice sorry. 
No, go oh, ahead. No, sorry. Wait, my bad. Oh, no, I was, I was just about to say it's a nice, I mean, because, again, there's so many components, DID, um, the Egypt angle as well, but uh, it's just something rife for for investigating as well. And and so I love that um, the Bemis introduced that as well, and Lemire, of course, um, beforehand as well. We, we actually see a bit more of it with uh, with Elias, his, his dad, and we see his mum briefly in, in the Lemire run. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I like the, those recent... Um, the recent like focused um, into the Judaism. Uh, sorry, Joey, you were. Oh, I, I just had a, a kind of an Easter egg too. So uh, mm-hmm. there's, you know, Vertigo, the Hitchcock film, mm-hmm. played off a lot in this episode. The running scenes, oh. the reflections. There's a lot oh. of that stuff. Okay. Um, a big one is when he's in the storage locker and Conchu comes out and he's like, well, you know, comes out, whatever. He's like mm-hmm. flipping the lights and whatever. Yeah. Um, there's a kind of corny transition where yes. it like illuminates his face and it's completely and freeze lit up. frame and it yeah. freeze frame and it's like yeah. f- first off that's re- there's a scene in the uh, I think it's issue six of the eighty run the uh, mention Sinkevich run okay um, yeah yeah that's ex- like it's like ripped straight from that and that was really? used in the Lemire I- I'd have to like after the episode. Let me sit down and find the photos because I, I, I was like, I took notes on this. So I'll do that when I get yeah. a chance. I, I thought, because again, I raised that with Rebecca as well, that particular shot. It, it was just something I wasn't expecting. And I wonder whether the directors were referencing either something on film or, um, or yeah, or indeed the comics. So I'm glad that kind of, I'm uh, glad you mentioned that, Joey, because that, that does make sense. Um, but yeah, actually, Ian, while we're mm. talking about this, um, I want to put your your directing hat on as well. I mean, how did you? Mm-hmm. How did I mean? Unique perspective. How did you find the Benson Moorhead uh, direction of this this episode? Was it um, reminiscent of anything, or can you see some influences? Um, that's a great question. Putting you on the spot. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to put my director hat on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, um, Heavy I mean, is the crown that we wear. Yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, it's definitely a very stark contrast from the first episode, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, because there was... It's definitely far less mystery in the second episode and far more psychological thriller in the okay, second yeah. episode. Um, and I'd say in that sense, it definitely kind of felt more akin to that kind of direction of almost, I'd say, almost like, you know, 2,000 psychological thrillers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, that's scary though. Cause that's like, we were talking about that in the chat earlier, the early 2000s, like uh, sort of didn't really do a great job with mental illness and psychology. Mm -hmm. Really. It was all spectacle and, uh, you know, shock rather. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we get the good zero zeros and not the bad ones. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see too, you know, going forward. Cause I mean, my, my guess is every episode is, you know, is directed by someone different. So it'll be interesting to to see, you know, how that, that changes because it, it seems that's the one, the one thing with it though, is that with that, there's, there seems to be a bit of consistency story-wise but mm-hmm. style-wise, it feels like it might be a bit inconsistent. And yeah, that's and a you, worry, you see that with the action sequence in this too. I was just gonna say that the um, the the whole Moon Knight action sequence in the beginning of the episode when he's chasing the jackal through the rooftops and stuff, mm-hmm. um, 
And it's like, man, as cool as that was, it felt like... Uh, it felt like copy pasted into it. You know, it felt very patchwork. It felt mm -hmm. like, okay, now we have um, this point A and then we have point C and then let's stick in that action sequence there. Mm -hmm. And it just felt like very style over substance. Like mm -hmm. it was cool as hell to see him jump across the, the building. Oh, like the there was some stuff. beautiful shots there. Yeah. yeah. But, but at the same time, it's like, we were talking about this before, so I'm glad that this is coming full circle, but is the payoff there really worth it, right? Like, mm -hmm. what if he had been chasing, like, an like a person rather than just a jackal or whatever? And so, like, mm -hmm. it, it really felt like they had this sequence that was sort of pasted there. And I think the director did a good job of mm -hmm. trying to accommodate that element or that sequence into it, but... Yeah, I am a little worried that we might see more stuff like that. And a big reason, mm -hmm. uh, Ian, I'm sure that you've dealt with this out the wazoo, but just COVID shooting stuff, uh, man. It's yeah. a mm -hmm. it's a rough it's a rough gamble for sure. <laughs> Try to get yeah. everybody on the same page. Everything is always like a little bit messy now, and yeah, yeah. yeah. I think also what happened because of the because of the the COVID pause on so much productions are just kind of just kind of going out instead of taking the time they should to still you know take time on certain things they're yeah. kind of rushing into everything and yeah. I, I mean i think we're going to see it bounce out again soon since things are kind of mm -hmm. you know get, getting back to a bit of a balance mm -hmm. but with production yeah. especially you can especially being in la you can kind of see how they just kind of like dove back in and we're just like go 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 yeah you know even if it was kind of like you know years ago when they had the writers you know big writer strike mm -hmm. and all those like series you know had a big drop off of like episodes and like the writing wasn't as good and it was kind of, it's kind of like that except this this it's instead it's being rushed into so it's like you mm -hmm. have people who you know have good skills you know here and there but they're rushing it too much yeah because it's like you know it's like they say it's like you can get you know two of three things you know it's like money time and there's a third one in my, my brain is working out so. <laughs> yeah. you get the money idea. time and conchu those are and the three conchu, things yeah. that <laughs> Which, I yeah. mean, speaking of conchu yes i'm not loving the voice oh yeah the voice is um has been a bit of a sticking point with a lot of people as well sorry just a bit yeah, I, I just want to because it reminded me too much of Venom, and it's just I can't think of anything. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, which the, the the likeness has been yeah, has oh, been compared as well. Uh, um, just quickly, yeah. just to go back to address your your couple of things there, and um, yeah, so it is unfair. I think it is unfair on the directors having to deal with a, a situation like COVID and stuff. So, and unfortunately, we may we may not get, you know, the full power of their directing um, abilities because of the the things that are in place with COVID and lockdowns and stuff. Also as well, uh, directing, I believe, and I think Rebecca and I, we touched upon it, Rebecca's much more attuned than I am. I think Muhammad Diab's doing four episodes and Benson and Moorhead are yeah. doing two. Yeah, so yeah. It's more or less going to be consistent in that sense between, you know, okay. as consistent it can be. So, um, so yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see how we go there. But, but Conchu, yeah. of course, that's another one, another point that we did mention. Mm. The mm. voice, okay. Um, I like his origin. It, it definitely shows yeah. him as being on the outer with the other gods, which again, and being a liar, which again is so much conscious. So I, I really mm -hmm. do enjoy how he's been depicted as this kind mm -hmm. of unreliable god. But um, yeah, Joey, mm -hmm. I mean, what, what, what do you I, make? I got to stand F. Murray Abraham because I think he's a Syrian, or he's at least Syrian. 
Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he's. Uh, I, I remember there was a thing about that. I think his his dad was supposed to be. I don't remember. Um, mm-hmm. So I have to stand him. I think he's great. Um, I think this Conchu voice in this episode is way better than the first one, where it sounded like he was right. kind of going Tom Hardy Bane. So <laughs> it was like he co- he co- he combined both Tom Hardy comic book roles, and you know. Um, yeah. But I, I, I do kind of wish it was more processed, more effects on it, like a lot more mm-hmm. subtle. Because to me, yep. Kanchu is like very t- concise to the point, but also yep. sort of speaks in riddles in a way, like it's unclear. Uh, it's ambiguous what, it, what he yep. says. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's too like over like, you're stupid, Stephen. <laughs> How are you so stupid? And like, yeah, again, it's, it's very snarky. Right, yeah, right. I think that's conchy, though. I think that's conchy. Yeah. He, I, I don't. I don't feel like he's snarky. Like I, I feel right. like he might be like, like he, you know, could like snarky doesn't seem right, but almost like in a humor in a way that would put you down could make sense. But the snarkiness it almost sounds like venom. Yeah, yeah, like, like condescending or slightly petulant, but not like just it's like petulant. quippy. Yeah. 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 I, oh, yeah. No. I, I do wish he would like, I kind of wish that it was less frequent too. Like he only said one line and that's it. Mm-hmm. And then like oh, yeah. they, they let cinematography speak for a lot of what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and by that, I, I don't just mean the big things like the light sh- flashing, mm-hmm. uh, like something out of the ordinary, like something that could, th- th- there could have been a lot of different, more subtle ways that they did the conchu thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, I do love the bird, man. I gotta say, it's oh, kind of. I, 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 think I it's love the design. The yeah, voice is yeah, the yeah, only yeah. thing that irks me about Contra at this point. It's only but, the voice. But we'll see. It's it's going to be difficult to say exactly how I feel until the show wraps up about the voice. But like, I'm very hot and cold on it. Like, or rather, yeah. lukewarm. I'm lukewarm. I haven't mm-hmm. been like super into it. But F. Murray Abraham is a great actor. Got a oh, yeah. really mm-hmm. commanding voice. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think yeah. he has a bad tone for the voice. I just mm-hmm. don't think they ended up right. The execution was not quite right. Yeah, yeah. was was yeah. the issue. Yeah, I think again, it's, it's such a hard thing, uh, especially for maybe comic book fans who have been following and and reading about Conchu in the comics for a long time, and then to finally have it him heard, it, it's one, it's a hard thing, right? Because you have an abstract mm-hmm. thought in your head about how it should sound. You may or may not have been considering how he should sound, but we're now being told this is how he sounds. Um, so it, it's, mm-hmm. it, it, yeah, I can totally understand how how jarring that can be as well. Um, what do you think of uh, the little slight twist? Well, there's two twists. Um, number one, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot towards you, Ian, as well. Uh, number one, Arthur Harrow as an, a previous avatar. And number two, mm-hmm. Layla as um potential successor or someone that Conchu wants as an avatar how are you finding that injected into the story um that hasn't jarred me mm-hmm. um and i think the biggest reason is because some of the more recent runs in the comics they kind of get into some of that that yeah. kind of stuff with other characters essentially being either you know the kind of idea of other avatars and even even in origins you know the fan film we're working on we kind of took that idea of one Mark finds the weapons of this idea of there could have there w- could have been a previous avatar and that's why all these ancient weapons you mm-hmm. know finds them when he reawakens um, and even you know in the comics having this idea of even like avatars of like the sun god 
Um, and so them kind of going in that direction, that hasn't phased me at all because they've really kind of started exploring that stuff in the comics too. Um, and I'm like, okay, that makes sense because yeah, if, you know, one guy could be the avatar of Conchu and he's only alive for one lifetime. Why couldn't someone else yeah. be the avatar of Conchu who's like an Egyptian yeah. God that's been around since ancient times, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I feel like if Bemis, and Jason Aaron hadn't introduced that into the comic canon law, and maybe a little bit more of a uh, a sticking point for for people watching the show, comic fans, because mm -hmm. there was no legacy character mentioned uh, before. Although actually, I mean, although we have the ultimate uh, universe, right, with with the different Moon Knights, but that's kind mm. of different. Um, mm. Yeah, Joey, what, what did what did you make of this as well? I mean, also as well, like there, I think there's been some rumblings of fans afraid maybe that layla will become moon knight um, yeah well you know you... that goes down back to the production logistics too is oscar isaac going to continue i feel like that's a big thing um and i feel like that they they drop that there so they could always you know work oh. off that if they need to um but to me i also and i read it as a kind of abusive thing because, I mean, Conchu is straight up gaslighting Mark and the whole system, yeah. really. Because yeah, exactly. uh, he goes, bro, he's like, it's so scary. You know, anyone who's been in an abusive relationship, it's like, you know, the the, the, the red flags. And, uh, mm -hmm. I mean, granted, mm -hmm. Conchu's a malevolent g god deity, right? So it's a little different yeah. for sure. But he goes, yeah. um, he goes like, yeah, don't think that this is your body. That's my Conchu impression, by the way. Don't think yeah. that this is your body. Uh, and then a second later, the audacity of this bird bird dude goes, you're worth protecting, though. You're worth yes. protecting, King. Let me lift you right up. And it's like, bro, you you know. Yes, what are you Mark doing? Let, yeah, yeah. There, uh, and, a, and also, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, and also yeah, the, the fact that, you know, um, you know, you have one last mission for me, but you know, as soon as you're done, I'm going to look at your girlfriend yeah. or your wife and uh, I'm going <sighs> to take her. So there's that kind of blackmailing as well. It, yeah, he's, he's not a not a good deity, which, again, I love to the fact that we all love to hate Konshu. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's doing a pretty good job at it. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, anything on, on the Arthur, I mean... Arthur, Avatar, Joey as well, like that that reveal that came? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, because Arthur Darrow is like a throwaway, nothing character in the comics, basically, you know, mm. um, uh, a product of the 80s, right? So mm -hmm. I feel like that there was definitely, uh, when, when the character was originally first shown and like they were saying stuff about him in press releases and whatever, I was like, okay, so are they mixing like the, or the Seth stuff? with sun king you know and yeah. i so we'll see what happens um i you gotta stop me here i'm gonna i i can't i don't want to destroy it <laughs> oh, okay yeah, sure, sure, sure. okay <laughs> yeah, definitely. yeah yeah we'll, we'll we'll put a we'll put a lid on that uh, uh, cover, cover uh, but i can't believe anything. he's both leonardo donatello uh michelangelo and Raphael. <laughs> it's really crazy how ethan hawk plays all four of those the voices are really good <laughs> he does very well especially with the bow yeah. stuff uh, ian uh, you you were saying that you had some issues with like the original characters in the show how do you feel about arthur darrow um i mean one my 
my so even though I've I've read the majority of Moon Knight comics, the my my mind remembering all the smaller characters is limited. So I honestly at the moment I'm like, oh wait, which character is that? So I'd have to go yeah. look him up again. He's, oh, I mean it's like pretty, in the show. It's a pretty big in the show. I mean yeah. in the show, I mean I mean I think he's fine. I th I think it's kind of a interesting approach they've kind of decided to take with kind of like making this character almost like this like you know let's balance out you know humanity kind of character like let's try to like i've got to make sure people are balanced and not you know evil everywhere mm. it's like it's making him kind of like a weird like he's not an antagonist he's like an anti-hero yeah yeah which is kind of weird because also moon knight's an anti-hero yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's sort of diet Thanos in a way, though, right? Like it it's is. Sort yeah, of a yeah. Really, I mean, really it, without sounding totally evil or whatever. I mean, oh no, <laughs> raise Joker moments coming up. No, 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 no. No, but I mean, like with Thanos, you you get the logic with him, right? You know, um, resources, you know, kill off half the universe. Mm. Terrible, of course. Um, with Arthur, I I can't. I mean, I I love him as a as a villain. Um, but I can't get on board his concepts. And I think that was highlighted with, with Stephen going, so what, you're going to kill a baby? Like, just <laughs> because they're going to be uh, uh, evil, do something evil in the, in 30 years' time? I can't get behind what he believes. And, and I think that is a defining difference between um, Arthur and and Thanos. But certainly I do see the, mm. the, the connection there, Joey, between Arthur and Thanos. Yeah. Uh, he wants so to... biggest, I think the biggest difference between the two of them is it's a religious difference. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yes. That's a really yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I keep forgetting he's a cult leader. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. basically, because when you think about what he's what he's doing, like what he's doing is very, right it's yeah. very religious. Yes. Is what he, mm -hmm. what he's doing, and that's yeah. so it's like so essentially it's like Thanos. And, you know, his principles come from just this idea of you know things of humanity and mm. and a balance. Whereas obviously Arthur's you know beliefs very much come from a a religious background of you know a belief system yeah. you know which obviously follows you know Man, some, this is why, some kind of deity which is you know an egyptian deity this so is why the judy the the jewish aspect of his character could have been so good here man to to, mm -hmm. to provide some kind of contrast oh, yeah. because uh a contrast because there's uh <laughs> There's this really good dialogue that he has with Arthur when he's in the compound, yes. which is funny. Um, and everyone's watching that, like, uh, the dolphin thing, which, <laughs> another, hey, another the, Lemire the reference. Another? Look at all these. Oh, no, that's Bemis. Bemis, yeah. Oh, Bemis. Yeah, you're Bemis. right. Yeah, it's right. Bemis. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, there's, he has this, like, really, really good dialogue that was, like, almost peak, but then it just pulled back. When they're talking about vengeance, and he's like... Mm. You know, like, because he's not Mark Spector, or Mark Spector's not there. It's Stevens uh, talking, right? Yeah. So I, I wish that there had been more of a discussion on that. And this is why I wish we had seen a little bit more of Moon Knight proper before this conversation. Mm -hmm. It feels like that mm -hmm. conversation had happened way too early in the show. We assume these things about Mark and Moon Knight and whatever. But mm -hmm. we don't see them, so that confrontation 
because that's a confrontation. That's a big yeah. confrontation. Oh, it is. Yeah. And it, it, the pressing and uh, challenging of ideas there is great. And he, even though it's a little watered down in, in the context, I do think it's effective. But think about how much more effective that would have been if you know we actually had that that moral dilemma. And mm. I think that was Marvel almost stepping back because they didn't want to retread. They've been so careful not to retread a lot of what Batman does and a lot mm. of what Daredevil does. Mm. Yeah. And sometimes I think that's honestly at their detriment, you know? Like, yeah. yeah, it's a missed opportunity for sure. Mm. Uh, absolutely. Um, uh, one of the things I loved about that interaction, as you say, it is a confrontation. It is. It was a really cool scene. Again, Oscar Isaac, um, you know, doing his best. I loved it how Arthur's trying to sell his beliefs to Stephen and it's obviously not working. So what does Arthur do? He just goes... You see that stuff? You see what that can do? <laughs> you know? yeah, so he yeah. ends up being kind of physically threatening and everyone takes a step back. It's because he can't. He can't win that argument against uh, Stephen. But as you say, Ian, he is very mm. much a zealot. That's why we see him at the beginning um, of episode one, uh, which I've discovered just recently. That was Ethan Hawke's idea of, of, of mm. introing um, Arthur Harrow uh, with that silent, you know, five minutes oh, at the beginning. Yeah, that was yeah. all his idea. Yeah, he And he was saying... Uh, this is why I, I'm really I was really loving the collaboration with Marvel because they said, yeah, let's 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 put that in there. That that's pretty good. So uh, from that point, it seems like Marvel Studios are, are really making a, a making it a collaborative effort with the actors. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that sells a point uh, with what you're saying, Ian, and I think that's a tremendous point about it being a religion, which is. A, it's mm -hmm. a total different kettle of fish compared to yes. Thanos. Um, yeah. Um, and yeah, that, that again, that actually probably just raised my opinion of Arthur Harrow, like, you know, even more now <laughs> about mm -hmm. his beliefs. That's kind of why I wish yeah. he wasn't an avatar, right? Mm. Like, I mean, I guess but, it is not, he does, you don't know that for sure, I guess. You could have be questionable narrator, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. um, but, you know, I kind of wish he was just religious guy mm. in a way. And yeah. I feel like we keep talking about Fist of Conchu in the chat and in this, in this podcast, but one of the things I think Fist of Conchu does that kind of waters down Moon Knight, even though I do actually enjoy that little brief stint, but mm -hmm. um, it adds too much supernaturalness to, I think, what is in essence a street-level story. Yep. Right? And, and I think that you can still up the stakes, but also make it a street-level story. So... We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Look, you know, going back to that costume change thing, Ian, and you, and you know, um, you know, I still am holding out for a street level costume at the end of it. I, I could oh, be totally yeah. wrong or not. Um, fair enough. But I remember Jeremy Slater saying, and and even going through the experience of generating that costume, is that he didn't want Mark to be in the situation with, oh, there's crime. Let me just hold on. Look, will I get changed? I think that's totally fine. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Why, why that is a thing. That? Yeah, that's why, a yeah. thing that I'm fine with, like, yeah, why avoid them having that? the suit. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm saying that, I'm saying that let them have it. I mean, I'd... Oh, let, I'd, oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, mm. I mean, I, I don't care about those, you know, and then people will say, oh, how did you get into that costume so fast? I, I don't really don't care. I mean, like... It's, you watch a comic oh. book movie, man, yeah, like, suspend yeah, the exactly. disbelief, like, I get it, I get it, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, we've been doing that for ages. It's like, it, yeah. is, it hasn't phased us. Yeah, I mean, yeah, every once in a while people are like, oh, that's ridiculous. But then we keep watching it. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, but having said that, I am warming up to this transformation that Mark. I mean, look, he is a supernatural. This is this is the background that they're going on. Um, oh, we got we got hello, Rebecca. <laughs> oh no, uh, but we Rebecca, we did mention the Star of David thanks to Joey. Uh, so um, yes, we we made that call out. Rebecca was too distracted with Oscar in that final scene. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, I don't know if anyone wants to grab, um, I'm just going to go through like a comment, um, just a couple of more comments we can we can do. We can talk about this forever, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, but I'm just mindful of uh, both of your times as well. Um, look, I'll, I'll just jump in with one. I'm trying to get, like, again, trying to get all different flavors dan ross from our facebook group says mr knight presented here is pretty much as different from the comics as is stephen grant being a gift shop employee rather than a multi-millionaire mr knight is a mastermind and man of the people not mr sad milk toast accidentally in a wrong super suit What's a plus isn't yeah, oh, it is, yeah. <laughs> plus isn't um mr knight it, it's own altar uh look I'll, I'll edit it uh he's not stephen grant under the hood uh Final. Anyway, I never thought there'd be any type of Moon Knight show or movie or anything like that until this actually happened. So uh, while I'm pointing out that these things hit, hits me, I have no preconceived dreams or hopes shattered by them playing it um, how they are. I'm enjoying it, so bring it. It's all good. Uh, so thank you, Dan Ross, for that. Uh, yeah, so someone else again, uh, Mr. Knight, obviously, I think was the, the major um, point of discussion potentially in this episode too. Um, Joey, any, any other um, thoughts from the loonies that – you may want to highlight or or if you have any other um points that you want to raise uh yeah i think so uh, frank here was talking about how he actually liked the fight scene because this is i i like to make contrast yeah for sure contrasting points to what i was saying so he's like i thought it was funny that um that's what steven saw himself as the psych psycho colonel sanders or whatever which Mm -hmm. i I thought that line was hilarious i don't even care (laughs) um and mark's disapproval of it it gave him confidence, like him kind of, like being when he when he when he whacked that guy. And yeah, then Mark, yeah. The reflection, Mark was like pretty happy with him. <laughs> right, and it's like it it also kind of shuts down Mark a little bit because he's like, oh look what I can do, and Mark's like, oh, I guess, I guess you could punch this jackal. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that's a really good, a really good call on on that. And, and I'm also reading a lot of comments talking about how they're disappointed with how certain characters or certain things are adapted and. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot to try to parse there, but yeah. I think when I, when the show was first announced, my instinct was actually, even in the Netflix daredevil, when daredevil was first introduced, I was like, and they hinted at moon Knight at some point. Cause they said that mm. there was an, an, a street level character they were interested in doing. And then when daredevil season one came out, I was like, dude, I want that for moon Knight so badly. And once mm. I sort of put that away, that, expectation that it was not going to be that away um and it's it's really similar it's very similar to what i imagine people who read the uh, mentions in kevich run were thinking when fist of conchu came out because mm-hmm. if you look at that those two runs one is like fist of conchu is very you know like kind of it's about to be the mid 80s early 90s edgy like ridiculous era right and uh, and then and then i think the mention sinkevich run was very your volume one was very dark and sort of uh expressive abstract at times still very 80s but whatever and i feel like those are the two (laughs) the two genders 
<laughs> right? Like the like the, the the two expectations that you have. I think there's an interesting yeah. dy- dynamic with that. So, um once I started to try to just be like, okay, it's a Disney show, what could Disney do well with this? Uh I started to see a lot of good in it. Like even the Mr. Knight stuff that kind of sucks at times, I think I, f- I still feel like it pulls people into the character and establishes an audience and a tone, which, you know, again, it's an adaptation. This is not going to mm-hmm. change yeah. what the comic character, or maybe it might influence future stuff. A little bit. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Blade no, no. example is always good here, right? The uh, Wesley yeah, Snipes Blade. retroactively. Uh, Robert, Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man, that mm-hmm. absolutely changed the comics, uh, the mm-hmm. Tony Stark in the comics. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, no, no, I will, will say I do want to say um, his, no matter what I like or dislike in the end of this by the end of this show, the thing I'm happiest about is that the show happened yes. because yeah. for so long this is bringing Moon Knight to the public eye, so that people are now going to ask, "Oh, who's Moon Knight? Oh, now we know. I have an idea of who Moon Knight is because even mm-hmm. when I was making shooting this fan film for Origins, it was constantly like, "Who's Moon Knight?" Who's Moon Knight? Yeah. And I'd have to be like, this is who Moon Knight is. <laughs> and so at least this gives a lot more eyes to who this character is. Oh. Would, would you say that was Moon like an influence for what you were trying to do with your with your stuff, Ian? Because it like to try to bring awareness rather than... Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good question. Adapt, I guess. Oh, 100%. Because uh, the thing about my fan film... So the thing about this show is it's very much an adaptation. Like they've taken a lot of creative liberties... The thing about Origins, it's it's a fan film that is being made for fans, mm-hmm. but also purposely the origin story to put out there more awareness for this is the origin of who Moon Knight is from the comics, because I pulled directly a lot of stuff from the very first comics and mm-hmm. the very original origin stories of Moon Knight that you know very much is like, we we take we took very little creative liberties. We took a couple just because of what COVID threw at us. But outside of that, even with those slight creative liberties, we still tried to be very true to the heart of even like who these characters were and this. But like the story we're telling is like this is basically stuff that happened in the comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it basically pulled directly like even lines, dialogue, you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly like specific events that happened in comics it may not be you know comics all like right in a row but it's like throughout different runs these events mm. happened in comics yeah no that's great i mean that's i'm, I'm looking and i'm looking forward to it when it, when it, when it comes yeah. out yeah. um i cannot wait there is a um a teaser or trailer of it yep. um available as well so yep. again i think i'll add that into the links too yes so yes. um We'll chuck that in the the show notes as well. Have a look at it. You get to see um, Mr. Knight on the not Mr. Knight Moon Knight on the streets uh, in action. Yep. Yeah, and it gives really... you a sneak peek at the kind of action that's going to be in the the full short. Yeah, Ray, Fantastic. I have to ask you because this is not your first adaptation rodeo. You've seen a, a comic book movie or two. Um, <laughs> what like the tr- like from when uh, film started to adapt comic books until now? Yeah. Uh, how has that been for you to see and to have a character who 
you're so intimately involved with. I mean, you started a Moon Knight podcast and you have 270 episodes. (laughs) Like, how has that been for you? Like, what is, like, has that, like, changed your expectations or or anything like that? It has has more recently. I mean, to be really honest as well, I mean, I I come from the camp of um, continually trying to manage my expectations because because I do expect I know the adaptations and I know they're not going to be the same but as a comic book reader predominantly I do like expect to see like a an accurate depiction from the comics but as time goes on and especially um, with with Moon Knight um, it's it's I've kind of yeah just really embraced the this is going to be different because that anticipation of Moon, the Moon Knight show coming up, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm a little bit anxious as to know mm-hmm. how far of a departure it will be from the comic book. So it's like, I've got to really steal myself and get ready. So yeah, I mean, it really, the Moon Knight TV show has, has definitely really changed my eyes. I've always had this thing in the back of my head is like, it's, it's an adaptation like Wolverine. I'm, I'm a big Wolverine fan. Um, Hugh Jackman, great job. Of course, there are massive differences in the movie. Um, I'm I'm happy with that. I'm, I've I've never actually hated like a movie because it's departed from the comics. So I guess that's a good indication. But um, but, and, I but always... you hate me for my casting as Logan. I understand. <laughs> you are perfect, Joey. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> thank, thank you, Ray. I'm just I just <laughs> waiting for a cigar like in your yeah. mouth. And, uh, you know. <laughs> I hate and smoking, Joey, so that's not going to happen. That was part of my clause, unfortunately. Oh, the clause. So. Well, maybe maybe an eye patch. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think that's a, probably an indication. Uh, but there's always a little bit bit of me. My my default is like, okay, how accurate is it with the comics? But I've learned to loosen that up. It's it's fine, and and I'm since I'm loving this Moon Knight adaptation as well. It, that's again, it shows that yeah, it's it's it doesn't have to be. Again, this is just for me and, and listeners out there. I know there are plenty that want um, a, a super accurate Moon Knight for that, but it's just me. Um, as long as you get that spirit of the character, which I firmly believe is within the show, um, that is enough for me. And and you have that. You have Konshu there. You have. Uh, this whole thing about the the Mark Spector Merc past, I mean, the the bones are there for sure. So, I'm not, um, yeah, I'm not too swayed by the differences. Um, yeah. Well, I, I think any any other final thoughts, guys? I mean, we do have. Thank you so much, everyone, for all your your live comments and for the massive amount of comments uh, in our social platforms. Hopefully, that has generated conversations. I know it has amongst all the loonies, um, but. I guess for, for any final thoughts for um, I'll start with Ian because I know Joey that you have seen the other episodes as well. Uh, Ian, thoughts of where to from here and and your expect not expectations it's but your yeah your thoughts on what what may mm-hmm. lay ahead. Yeah, I'm definitely working on not having expectations <laughs> at this point. I think I think I'll also enjoy it far more not having expectations in the last four episodes because then mm-hmm. it just be like whatever happens. Just try to enjoy it. Um, but I'm kind of at a point of like, all right, I'm, in, I'm intrigued to see where they take it. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of like pulling back to be like, all right, I hope I end up really enjoying it by the end. Because right now I'm just kind of in the middle. And so, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how I feel by the very end of the show. Because right now it's just, all right, two episodes. Like, if I wasn't a huge Moon Knight fan, I might have paused and just 
waited a little bit to continue watching. Okay. But since I'm a big Moon Knight fan, I'm like, no, I've got to see what they do with this. <laughs> well, that, that that is a good point it as well. You, uh, it keeps you going every Thursday, man. I get it. Yeah. 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 I mean, a lot of people saying as well, like such a slow start. I mean, again, there, there's such vast differences as people come to it. I, I'm enjoying the character mm -hmm. development and stuff. And, of course, the, the bias of being a Moon Knight fan like you, Ian, that, that does color my my uh, approach to it uh I'm even Joey, more biased because i'm making a fan film yeah well the, i mean that as well i mean you'd yeah, be that's a... watching closely i, I think <laughs> um, to it um joey as well uh without of, of course without spoiling anything as ex expectations of what what's ahead it's yeah, hard to uh, say that because you've seen this splinter <laughs> getting the suit man i'm not really into that either no i i think the biggest thing that this show hasn't i mean first off there's two things rather um, I, I just hope that the, they approach the mental health aspect as, I hope that's okay, you know, mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. a big, and I know they did a lot of work, but that doesn't mean that it's going to be okay. Right. And mm -hmm. I think that there is genuine moments where they approach that in a, in a, in a good way. Like, cause Steven actually wants to turn himself in so he can help himself. Mm -hmm. Um, and he, he even says, I'm not broken. I just need a little help. Maybe. And I, to me, that's a perfect representation of something that maybe Mark Spector would say. So that leads me into my second point where I just, I want them to be able to capture the aspect of, of vengeance and justice in, in an interesting and compelling way that's mm -hmm. mature and not just Disney, right? Mm -hmm. And that's my biggest ask for that, for the show, for the character, for this production rather um and i hope that they can make that work in the confines of what they're doing yeah no that's a that's a very good point as well um it will be interesting to see how they do portray that vengeance and justice as well i mean that's a very big part of moon knight as we all know um and we've only really skimmed the surface i've only really mentioned it just mentioned it um in, in my work with conchu that's what mark would say uh, we haven't really really seen him go to town because they, they kind of caught up we were caught up with with Stephen's uh, journey, so to speak, in, in at least these first two episodes. But a, a a very a huge thank you to both of you guys as well. Um, uh, it's it's awesome chatting with you finally again after such a long, 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 long time. I'm hoping you guys are, are open to to come back on again uh, for maybe more of the show, some comments yeah, or whatever. Man. Thank you yeah, for having me on again. It's been too long, you know. Like oh. Always yeah, a pleasure to chat with you and yeah. and you too, Ian. Nice formally digitally meeting yeah. you. Threw <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you you guys in together. Um, yeah, you hadn't met before. I should have introduced you, basically. Yeah, that's right. It's a ball but, um, pit of a podcast. It's you know, a we'll figure it out. Three <laughs> bond it. in the in the mire. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Uh, but a huge thank you. Uh, before we go, if anyone wants to make any spectre calls, uh, Ian, anything that you want to plug coming up? Um, no, I mean, it's just continued eyes on the, the origins project really at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, also, I mean, of course, also there is the, the black Knight project, uh, I'm involved in too, but yes. that's about it at this point. Yeah. No worries. We'll keep track of it as well. Um, I'll, I'll keep close uh, contact with you as well, Anne. So any any updates and stuff, um, we'll be sure to, to add into the show. And uh, yeah. look, I am a, I'm a big Black Knight fan as well. So um, yeah, bring it, bring it on. Um, I haven't got his first appearance because it's like thousands of dollars. Jeez, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, I wish I had. 
maximally of it. Um, Joey, uh, yourself, uh, any anything that you want to plug apart from your uh, debut as? Logan? Oh yeah, yeah. So keep yeah. keep in mind for that uh, the the Wolverine <laughs> solo film that it's just me. It's a you know it's a one act play <laughs> yeah. or, or uh, one one character play. Uh, okay. No, so I I do jump and shoot, which is a gaming podcast, and uh, we do super RPG friends Thursday nights on Twitch, and we stream RPGs and talk about them. And uh, also, I'll be launching something very soon, hopefully, um, which is going to be sort of like a big streaming podcast thing happening. Um, would love to That's actually sweet. talk about Moon Knight on it at some yes. point. So, Ray, I cool. may hit you up. Ian, I may hit you up. Yes. Um, I will, rather, not may. I, I'm just trying to sound <laughs> mysterious. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks again, dude, for having me on. It's always, like I said, it's always a pleasure to chat with you. It's always illuminating too illuminate oh no always great it's always good to have um such differing and different perspectives as well so a huge thank you and again uh, jump and shoot check it out in our show notes as well look i won't bore everyone with the the details of the outro again uh, it's all in the show notes uh, it's all where you can find us uh, please hit us up just visit our social media platforms as well uh, a huge thanks to all our sponsors uh drew daniel uh, frank the tank uh, also, CLZ Comics and Dreamland Comics. And a big thank you to all our Petrunis as well. Uh, and an extra shout out to our, our latest one, Odin, Odin Sword. Thank you so much for, for all your support. Uh, as always, uh, just keep on uh, checking out our social media uh, pages. Uh, thank you so much, Chris. Oh, God, I've got to uh, thank Chris as well, the, the awesome animation. Uh, he, Chris, uh, I don't know if you saw it in time, but you shocked Joey and Ian with uh, yeah. that Moon Knight transition. <laughs> so uh, thank you so much for the, the awesome animation. Uh, but, yeah, check out all our notes uh, for where you can find us. It's pretty easy to, uh, to, to get, get a hold of us. And, uh, and with that, a huge thank you once again. And we'll be back for, oh, my gosh, we've got another comic book, uh, Black, White and Blood to review next episode uh but then of course we'll be getting into episode three the reaction episode and another panel discussion um later on in that following week but with that a big thank you and as always may country watch over the denizens of the night catch you later and affiliated characters stories and events are properties of marvel characters incorporated Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners. Hi, I'm Pax. And I'm Abigail. Welcome to Ghost Spider Groupies, a podcast dedicated to Gwen Stacy of Earth-65, also known as Spider-Gwen and Ghost Spider, where we review her comics, discuss news, and give our opinions about all things Gwen-65. Right now, we are reading through Gwen's main solo series. Each week, we break down a new arc and discuss our and the listeners' thoughts. Tune into each episode and come on this journey through the character's history with us, available wherever you listen to your podcasts.